Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I want to be with you night and day. Uh, Every day. Yeah, just as well, ACAST haven't recently sent round a, <laughs> an email talking about copyrighted music. That's all right. You can sing it, I <laughs> that, think. That, that seemed to come around uh, within days of them saying they were going uh, as a public uh, company on the stock exchange. I guess so. Got, look. That was a bit of legal advice. And teeth they, yeah, definitely. You know, and uh, I'm pleased to say they haven't acted on it. Um, <laughs> welcome back uh, to Wrestle Me. Uh, Wrestle Me, Peter. Wrestle Me, Mark. We are going through uh, Crown Jewel 2019, and we're doing it with uh, a lot of joie de vivre. <laughs> and some hula hoops. And some hula hoops. Delicious mm. big hoops. God. Hula hoops are... I, if I'd have come up with hula hoops, I'd mm. have been like, well, this is made of all other crisps redundant. Yep. And if now, I was around bother? now, I'd be like, why do they still make other ones? Why are they bothering with new stuff? Why are they bothering yeah. with those like, gourmet ones that are really brittle oh, and oily? God. Those um, uh, wrinkled ones that Tills. are like, yeah. Fuck off. Uh, I'm also over kettle chips. Yeah, those ones are just too kind of like brittle and like your tail. Yeah, and sh- sort of sharp. And they're yeah. like, Ugh. give me so- give me some reconstituted f- potato quite, fluff. Quavers the other day. <laughs> They've changed that fucking. I haven't had quavers for probably fifteen years. Prawn flavor now. Yeah, the cheese ones are different. What do you mean they're different? Well, they used to be all puffed up and like have holes in and stuff. And no, these, these are like is flat. Yeah, flat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These Maybe be really the holes different. were problematic. <laughs> sing racism at you if you uh, put one on your tongue and you just let it dissolve <laughs> it just shuts you, the end there would just be loads of racial abuse coming out of your mouth you wouldn't be doing it but it no, would be um, they do it in the factory they shout it in they used to shout it in they the, did yeah. they did and the worst thing would be of course is because it wasn't actual people of colour's voices yeah. you, you could tell it was a white person doing it and so it did look like it was you yeah uh, awful, awful awful stuff awful Chris you know all about yams um, <laughs> right yams yams that's that's the sort of thing that was a a thing that you would see at greengrocers in like Harrow yeah, there'd yeah. be a sort of Indian uh, subcontinent sort mm. of like a owned shop mm. and it would appeal to people who had left that sort of area mm. and there would always be sort of like your grandma would walk past and go oh um, yams well she'd sort of go that's a yam that's a, that's a yam that's a yam and that. you'd go what's, what's not for us <laughs> what's the green one that's curly she'd go I don't know <laughs> and she said why are those though, bananas so big and proof <laughs> they're plantain grandma you even though uncouth. you'll be talking in 2021 Ag. about the curly green thing she said to me she said you still won't know its name even though I'd say you see it at least five times every time you go out. Is it okra? Okra! Hey, baby. Uh, could be, could be. Not sure. <laughs> Don't go, could yeah, and then go, maybe. Could it be green yam? I was on yam? top of the world for a green yam. 
I don't know. Green eggs and yam. Delicious. <laughs> yeah, PC gone mad. <laughs> uh, welcome back. We are looking at the US champion, AJ Styles versus Umberto Carrillo. <laughs> no. Um, how did you get on with this match? What did you think about this one? I um, I, I was clearly rather um, uh, distracted because Humberto Carrillo um, mm. looks a little bit... I'm, I'm, t- I'm torn between Josh Hartner or maybe the goth from The Craft. Yes. He's got, he's got a very interesting face. One of those guys that when you see him from a sort of like full shot where he's fully in it, you go, good looking young lad. Mm. Gets closer and you go, oh, like, ooh, monkey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like a little monkey man. Yeah. Um, uh, he uh, had won the uh, shot at this uh, this belt on the pre-show, mm. where he'd won a, a battle royale, uh, last eliminating uh, Luke Harper and Eric Rowan. Um, they have so few ideas when they turn up to this show that they almost just use stuff from the 1970s. Right. They kind of go, we'll throw them all together in a battle royal, and that'll make sense of him then having a match later. Yeah. And we've used a load of guys there. But what there is really is it's sort of like hot shotting. There's no long term booking in these, mm. there's no progressive storyline. And when they get back to the US, it's slightly like it's never happened. You know, this is all forgotten again. Um, uh, Umberto Carrillo, interesting guy. He'd signed with um, WWE the year before, and he'd worked in Mexico previously for six years. Yeah, his real name is Umberto Garza Carrillo. Um, that means it's an odd thing that they decide not to call him Umberto Garza mm. um, because he is a third generation uh, wrestler. His father was uh, Hector Garza. Um, in fact, no, he's the nephew, sorry, of Hector Garza. Right. Uh, and uh, his grandfather was a, uh, a Mexican luchador called Umberto Garza. Uh, he is the cousin of also the WWE wrestler Angel Garza. Mm. So maybe Angel Garza got there first and they were like, well, we can't have two Garzas. Um, but it's just an unusual thing when you do have re- wrestling lineage. If it was an American wrestler, like a third generation Randy Orton, you would never go, let's call him by his mother's maiden name. And yeah. they choose to do that with the Mexican guys because they're like, Mexican wrestling heritage is not heritage. <laughs> it is something that does not matter. Um, and that it comes. But I was thinking, it's a real shame for them here because if you'd have had a wrestler called Gaza in front of the Saudi Arabian crowd, they would have been like, fucking yes. <laughs> this is brilliant. Here he comes. Um, he was uh, drafted from NXT to Raw um, in the same month as he's sort of on this card. So right. he's a very, very fresh talent. Um, and only 24. Mm. Um, but I mean, this match is all right. It, it <laughs> didn't really do anything for Why me at all. Why was Gallows and Anderson there? They didn't do anything. I know, they're mates of AJ Styles, but yeah. again, when you have these bad guys who don't rely on bad guy tactics, yeah. what is the point? Well, they don't really sort of, they don't get involved really. It's no. like, well, there's not really a mess of a finish or anything. It's no, just like, mm. AJ Styles, he's the bad guy getting the heat, doesn't mm. cheat at all, wins fair and square, clean, mm. beats his man in the ring, completely can't argue with that. Yeah. Um, it's a strange way to start making new stars <laughs> is to give them the opportunities and then the bad guys do just beat them. Yeah. They go, I am more senior and I have <laughs> outclassed you. Yeah. Um, Goodbye. <laughs> that is the end of the show. Um, within the year, Umberto Carrillo will be on the C-Show uh, main event. He'll be losing every Raw match mm. uh, he appears in. It, it just it just always seems like squandered opportunities. Um, worth saying as well, I mean, this is 2019, so only two years ago, not a huge amount of time. But doesn't it feel like all these stars that we see in each of these matches, your AJ Styles... Your um, you you know everyone who's your Roman Reigns and things, they just seem to have been around for fucking decades. Mm. It just seems such staleness mm. at the top of these cards. It just oh, 
disappointing match. I was really thinking that, oh, Umberto Carrillo, this might be a sort of career-making thing. And watching it back, you'd go, wasted opportunity because he's really good. Mm. He's all right. <laughs> <laughs> it was okay. Ah. I don't want to watch it again. <laughs> Bad. Um, Pete, now, I don't know if you know the next match. Oh. Natalia versus Lacey Evans. Yes. I don't know if the commentators mentioned this at any point in the show, <laughs> but this is the first professional wrestling women's match to take place in Saudi Arabia. Doesn't fucking look like one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how was history for you, Pete? Did you enjoy um, this historic moment that it the was, world cannot stop talking It about? was so historic. Uh, at no point did it really resemble wrestling. The entrances were just a little wave, maybe a little wink at most. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's even any winks. Um, they can't really do their stuff. They can't really introduce themselves in the way that they usually do. Uh, there's a little jog, bit of a wave. They shook hands at the start. Yep, they have to... What a bag of wank. <laughs> well, th- actually... A the, historic bag of wank. The, the complete... Opposite of a bag of wank. No, exactly. They no do wanking not allowed. You. There is no. no sense of sexiness. Yeah, is it? Is it very? Is it very Catholic? Are you allowed to have a wank, but you're not allowed to? Catholic Catholicism doesn't doesn't allow you to spill a seed. No, uh, but um, I don't know. No, neither do I. As long as you don't have. I, I thought it was if you don't covet your that man's property. I mean, most religions like it? you know, knock yourself out. You know, knock yes. one out whenever you like. <laughs> Chill out. We, yeah. are, we, we are uptight about a lot of things, but, but actually, fucking, yeah. the, the uh, onanism. <laughs> that's the, that's the biblical onan is yeah. the, uh, the the spiller of the seed yeah. on the on the ground mm. um i mean that is bad luck for onan isn't it I said the one thing that he was the known one for, thing that yeah. history remembers because it was about for. wasn't he going to impregnate his brother's wife his brother's his brother died right his brother he he decided of it was the godly thing to do to have sex with the uh wife yeah the, the grieving widow yep to make a baby to yep. fulfill god's promise yep. and at the last minute he went fuck that <laughs> All over our boobs. Not, none of that. None of that. Not, it was not said in the Bible. Not said, he went on the floor and, and he was cast out because yeah. he he spilt the seed rather than yeah. whack it up his brother's widow. Got you. What grew out of the seed on the floor? Because normally, oh, in, right, yeah. in fairy stories, the and things, that's ladder. what happens. <laughs> the devil ladder. A huge beanstalk, <laughs> and at the top was loads of holy wafers. Uh, I mean, this is um, yeah. I mean, I, the previous uh, June, so. Mm. Uh, Three months before, uh, Natalia and Alexa Bliss had made the trip over with the male roster right. uh, in the hopes of being able to uh, wrestle, but the Saudi Authority would not let them compete. Mm. So they uh, they simply went home. Well, this time, the WWE have managed to get uh, two women wrestlers on the card. Mm. Um, they are very, very emotional, uh, the two of them, about being the people who will change Saudi Arabia forever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they come out wearing full black latex body coverings. It looks like bin bags. It looks like bin it bags. does look it like, bin, like bags. bin bags. I thought it was a bit fetishy. Uh, yeah, for if you <laughs> I quite. I saw yeah, looking. I think. Argh. Yeah, I think bandages would have been. Yes, like white bandages would yeah. have been better. I, I would. I would argue there is a thing about you know. Uh, anytime they're saying do not find this sexy mm. you will go. This is a bit sexy. <laughs> Mark, <laughs> I I went and uh, do something I've probably never done. Uh, to prep for this because uh, I was I was out and about and I was like I can't be watching WWE because I was doing bits and bobs um, so I thought I'll listen to I'll watch this match but I'll listen to what other people said about it oh, on another podcast nice right? good doesn't matter how offensive we get in this section <laughs> about you know Islam and you know Saudi Arabia and all that stuff um, it'll be fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah. because most wrestling podcasts 
Very offensive. Really? Like, unbelievably offensive. Wow. I'm not going to name and shame. I've forgotten the fucking things. It was very underwhelming. Give me the general, but, the general um, uh, ballpark we're talking. What, what, what it was that... just a lot of... It was It was just very racist <laughs> at times. And I think we sail quite close to the wind when we do the Saudi shows. Mm. But, you know, the, they are asking for it in the, because of the things they do. We are very much regime. Let's make that clear. <laughs> we support the ordinary Saudis. Let me make that clear. Um, uh, there is... I mean, I mean, this is sort of odd because I mean this is portrayed as being that thing of you know N- Natalia is there welling up and it's a great mm. historic moment and it's maybe a great it watershed. is maybe it is but it's not though is it no it isn't I mean you've dressed them up like weird robots they in bin are bags. totally kowtowing to a regime that they don't do anywhere else in the world the WWE mm. they don't go yes we will change the look of our product mm-hmm. to appease your re- regime yeah um it, it's worth saying as well I mean Natalia comes down there someone throws a bottle Mm. of water and it hits her on the leg right this is the reality of people going no mm. no under no circumstances and i i, I it, they're waving and they obviously go this is a huge historic moment mm. it, it it isn't because <laughs> it isn't, no, it isn't. isn't it because isn't, no, is it? nothing fucking changes <laughs> uh, what this is of course is this is as I mean for example the Saudi Arabian Amnesty International researcher Dana Ahmed mm. uh, would call it she would say it's a prime example of how the Saudi Arabian authorities are using elite sports to try and sports wash their dire human rights record and image internationally um, CBS Sports would criticise Michael Cole for his commentary of trying to put over the progressiveness of Saudi Arabia mm. during this match. Um, there was also the thing, Dave Meltzer in the Wrestling Observer, he said this is not a major cultural breakthrough. He said this was um, a, a continuation of many women performers who had performed in uh, Riyadh, in Saudi Arabia, under that current promotion of sports and entertainment. But it, it didn't do anything for women in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. And that is how it's portrayed. Mm. They're like, oh, thank God that old, the old way pre this match is now gone. Mm. You know, um, women after this match were given the right to drive. Uh, and there was also the, uh, the, the sense of having to have a guardian who was uh, appointed, I believe was dropped yeah. uh, uh, fairly soon after this, which allowed women not to have to get a guardian's permission to set up their own businesses. Mm. Um, that is not because of this match, <laughs> uh, as much as we'd all like to do. It's more of, of due, due to fucking Jamal Khashoggi in MBS, isn't yeah, it? Really, yeah. it's kind of trying to. And, and also, I mean, I mean, I think you know, it has to be because of world pressure and mm. the openness of things like the internet, of mm. people seeing into regimes, of criticism being able to be heard by the moderate elements, mm. and world support for a change in the way that this this country is run. Yeah. Um, what you see in this match is it's very basic by design mm. because they don't want to do anything that could be seen as being corrupting. Yeah. They don't want to do anything where you have an angle where, you know, someone's face is being squashed by a boob in a side headlock. Mm. Everything is very... The fact they're wearing those T-shirts, their own T-shirts over their top, that they become... They stop being their own individual characters and they become like the sort of training wrestlers that you have when you're trying out the moves in 2K20. Mm. They want to kind of go, they are as bland and interchangeable as possible, mm. which is sort of the wrong fucking message to be giving yeah. when you've got two female performers. Um, they don't do heel or face work here either. Yeah. They just sort of go, this is a wrestling We're the display. nice girls. We're, exactly. the nice, we're the nice girls. Um, it, it's like two women going through uh, practice sequences in a gym yeah. rather than an actual competitive wrestling match. Um, this, I mean, I mean, Lacey Evans as well had done a sexy Southern Belle 
sort of, you know, <laughs> wow, so I do declare. <laughs> I do declare that when she's coming down the, when she's coming down the ramp. It's like, what? I mean, there's a little bit of a wiggle there. She kind does of. it. She, and little she pulls bit, it back. Yeah. Each time she does it, you can see her go, shit. Yes. <laughs> Not gonna be not gonna be sexy and southern and sassy when I'm <laughs> literally in a prison cell. So she pulls it back each time. Yeah. Um, oddly, when I find I find her when she's doing a sexy southern bell, mm. it, I've said it before. It just reminds me of B. Arthur and the Golden Girls. I don't find it sexy, but in this, I am. I was like, she's a very beautiful woman. You know, I really noticed it for the first time. Um, that's not what the Saudi authorities want. No, they don't want me to suddenly go. I'm not now like this one. Um, they, I, I was thinking about what this match should have been, and I was just thinking it should have been Eva Marie taking on Alicia Fox, <laughs> just really sort of going. This is what women's wrestling could be. You know, if if you'd allow us to do so. Um, they both put the hair in ponytails mm. as well because that is respectful and proper. Yeah. Um, not having yeah. loose hair yeah. like but a I, loose the, woman. The, how much kind of conversation there would have been about the hair and the covering of the hair. Yeah. Like, we're not going to cover the hair. All right, yeah. will you tie it up? All right, okay, how long is the hair going to be? All that yeah. kind of, again, you know, like much of this show is just kind of like by uh, by, by committee. There really? will have been as well, you know, about, you know, the T-shirts, you can't yeah. cut them, they can't crop them. They would have they would have put them on and gone, you need a size up yeah. because we want to cover as much as we can. I mean, it's all just, this is not a historic moment. This is a sort of a, a corporation bowing to exactly the sort of thing that they say by doing this they're, they're, they're getting they're rid breaking of breaking down yeah, yeah it's heartbreaking mm. I mean they, they do both sob in the in the ring at the end yeah. and they I mean good for them they're not helping I mean <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad they're happy about it but yeah. it's not changing anything no, on the ground it, it, is it it doesn't do a thing yeah. I mean it really doesn't um yeah, it's... and then Cole just gets his balls out. It's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> just gets his balls out and goes, yeah. "Look at these balls! Look at my balls! I've never, no one's ever done this in Riyadh yeah. before. Look at my balls!" <laughs> Brings a um, dog out. They, they, I mean, I I, 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 I do look at it, and actually, you know, the, the commentary is sort of gross. It really yeah, is. It, it really is, is absolute fucking just, just it's, shit. It's the fact that they know. They know this is all, you know, weird and <laughs> strange. Bollocks, and it really yeah. is, isn't it? It's just gross. But never forget, Pete, there's money. <laughs> money, money, money. Um, the next match is Team Hogan versus Team Flair. Um, this this Team Hogan versus Team Flair was done in uh, nine years before, 2010. Right. Uh, in TNA. They did it on lockdown 2010. Uh, Team Hogan was Abyss, Jeff Hardy, Jeff Jarrett, Rob Van Dam, and Hulk Hogan himself against Team Flair, which was Flair, Desmond Wolfe, uh, the NXT commentator, Nigel McGuinness, um, James Storm, Robert Roode, Bobby Roode, right. and Sting. And I was just thinking, the only person it's, on, on yeah, that the show... Yeah, the big upticks for Sting at the end of that Yeah. Line, Bobby Roode must have been on this. And, you know, he's in that tag team turmoil match. And he would have been going, oh, I did... Uh, do I you did remember when I was on Team <laughs> Hulk? Do you remember when I was on Team, you know? <laughs> Who are you, brother? <laughs> no, no fucking idea. <laughs> Heartbreaking. Um, what is... Uh, I mean, you know, you can really see that time has, has done it, that the very fact that Hulk Hogan and, and Ric Flair, as the team captains mm. of this, they are to the point where they can't do anything, anything. physical in the ring, yeah. not just with each other, but with any of the competitors in this match. Mm. Um, and that that was... That's why... I mean, why... It's sad that you can't just... You just want to see Hogan punch Ric Flair, <laughs> you know, or for... You know, basically, you take someone crap, Baron Corbin, mm. and Baron Corbin, after the match, starts shouting at Ric Flair, and he pushes him because he's so angry that they've lost. Yeah. And then Hulk Hogan just comes in, and he's like, no, no, no. <laughs> we are in the brotherhood of elderly men. And he would then punch him, and yeah. Flair will give 
you know, Corbin a chop. Mm. And I thought about that and I thought, no, they could have done that. <laughs> they could have done that. It's just that the booking is so bad that something I kind of think of as, as being like the most obvious thing, they will not have thought of. Yeah. It just wouldn't have crossed their fucking mind. They're probably worried about King Corbin being getting in trouble for pretending he's a king. <laughs> Get out. Very true. Um, team Flair in this. Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, Shinsuke Nakamura and Bobby Lashley versus Team Hogan, which is Rusev, Ricochet, Shorty G, Ali and Roman Reigns. <laughs> Shorty G. Uh, no. Shorty Jeans was... Uh, Shorty Jeans. Shorty G <laughs> is uh, the wrestler Chad Gable, right. who was a legitimate, brilliant amateur wrestler. Uh, came in, took to professional wrestling incredibly quickly. Mm. And they decided very early on that he had no charisma. Right. Even though he was turning out in NXT these astonishing five-star matches, they were like, you need a gimmick. Mm. And they went, Shorty G. Yes. Baron Corbin called him Shorty. Because he is short. Right. And that's the important thing. You can't see it on TV, but you can see it if you work with him. Yeah. And if you work with him, you go short. Let's get Baron Corbin to call him Shorty G. Baron Corbin looks short. <laughs> you look short. <laughs> and, ah, shit. This is not the plan, Shorty G. <laughs> and Shorty G, Chad Gable, basically he doesn't complain about this. He mm. makes the best of it. He still goes out there, does his thing, yeah. and they reward him eventually by going, you can have your real name back. You've worked hard enough now. You can, you can return as a real had. man. Right. Um, out comes Bobby Lashley at the start with Lana. She is very much covered up. They have brought her all the way from America mm. to stand next to him. Not touch him, because the adultery storyline could get them both stoned. So she then has to just walk away. They are delighted to see Lana. They are, they are like, I am... You know, We are all in this room very randy. <laughs> For ladies. <laughs> didn't like the two wrestling women. No, because they like were doing too all. much. They yeah. looked like they had a job. Yeah, didn't like them at all. Also, not feminine. That lady, <laughs> long flowing dress, demurely covered, beautiful blonde hair, wonderful times. Um, the, um, yeah, I was thinking, I mean, I mean, pretty much, I mean, Ric Flair should be stoned because I'm sure <laughs> he has had, I'm sure he's talked about having uh, adulterous liaisons. Yeah. Uh, I read uh, Linda Hogan's book uh, that she wrote, I would say, Four months after, after the divorce from right, Hulk Hogan. Okay, yeah. If you want to know the full names of everyone that Hulk Hogan had affairs with, that really <laughs> that is, is really that book. is the great yeah. book for it. It's yeah. that it's uh, it's not a greatly happy book, but clearly she started writing it when things were bad. Mm. And then at the end, as they're going through the divorce thing, he went, Do you know what? Let's not be let's not have a bad divorce. Let's let's be friends. And she went, I was amazed, and you know, that's really good. And it's like everything that's went before it, you're like you sh you maybe maybe <laughs> should have thought oh, now I won't publish this. Uh, it's it's very cool. But Hulk Hogan, what I'm saying, I, uh, he should be stoned. Right, um, <laughs> yeah. everyone should be stoned. I'm looking through. I mean, um, one, two, three, four, five. There's ten people there. Mm. None of them are on record as having affairs. But I right. should I should think at least a quarter to a third should be stoned. Oh yeah, I think Nakamura is dis <laughs> he's just disgusting looking. <laughs> Like we're not, we are not accusing him of adultery. Beast. No, we just think, think he should be stoned for being a space beast. He's <laughs> a space beast. He's Michael. He's Michael Jackson from space. It's disgusting. I, I, I can't stop looking at that him. Thing I think everyone, it's wonderful. Everyone in the front row having to run to just go. Look, we just need to make one more law. Right? We need <laughs> Whatever to do that is, now. none of that. Yeah, I've taken. That's something new, and I've I don't like it. Taking a photo on my camera. Right. <laughs> this is not. This is not that that creepy pasta fucking thing. This is real, mate. I've seen it, and it's out there still. We need a rule now. What that? We we. I know Cthulhu. Move in front of Cthulhu. <laughs> What's that thing that? Um, <laughs> Um, 
was people's kids were sending around and it was saying kill yourself oh slender man no not slender man oh, it was like not? a lady thing oh, right, with okay. black hair right. sort of like a cross between the ring and a sort of duck face okay it, it was, it's actually it oh, does is that, is that the, me up was it the uh, Indian lady who tried to look like um, no, the actor no it, it looked a bit like that but it right. was a an artificial thing that had been created but it would basically say hey kids let's play suicide games or oh, something oh right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah but that's what he looks that's like right. that's what he looks like <laughs> and, and look it needs to stop <laughs> Yeah, it's um, uh, Hogan comes out with Jimmy Hart. No Mm. need for Jimmy Hart (laughs) to be there. This is Team Hogan versus Team Flair. Jimmy Hart has very much got himself a free holiday. Um, Hogan, there is something about Hulk Hogan that I sort of go, it's quite good to be his friend. He seems to be one of those guys who's like, A, if he says, I want him to come with me, they go, yeah, sure, whatever. You know, that's no problem. It's an extra, (laughs) what, six grand, fine. But he seems to be like, I like having my mates around me. Yes. And I do like the fact that Jimmy Hart is always there. He's like, you know, there's no need for Jimmy Hart to be there. He doesn't add anything to it. No. The people in Saudi are not like, well, that was a bonus. He's just like, I will come out with my he, Jimmy Hart. He, he's one of those kind of like past uh, faces from, from, from wrestling past uh, who does resemble what he resembled back in the day. Yeah, so he, he does, does kind of get away with it a little bit for me. Because you go, oh, there he is. Yeah. But like, he, he's, you know, he's just, he's, he's exactly the same as he looked like in the air. He is. When we, uh, Alex and I were backstage at WrestleMania mm. 25, walking through before the show started, he was the only person backstage. He had a cup of coffee, I think a donut, and he was just saying hello to everyone who walked past. <laughs> I mean, just, you know, the guy is, you can't knock him. I'm glad he's still out there. And you're absolutely mm. right. He does look in good. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, 
Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Shay, mm. the more I think about Jimmy Hart, the more I'm sort of, I'm sort of beginning to adore him. <laughs> I like the fact he's still going. He yeah. loves this, you know. Mm. Um, and obviously, you know, people like him because he's always there. Yeah. You know. Um, Ricochet, didn't, he's... Didn't, oh, sorry. Didn't, no, no, um, no. didn't um, Jimmy Hart and Hulk Hogan... Didn't they get into trouble in Iceland before this match? Oh, on yes. On the plane. Remember, their plane's brakes broke. That's right. <laughs> yes. Uh, their private jet had to do an emergency stop, I believe, in Iceland. So I think... They um, were picked up by Brock Lesnar. Yes. Brock Lesnar's plane had to do a stop to pick yeah, up Hulk Hogan. Seven hours of these guys. <laughs> fucking cunt. You're welcome on the plane, but if either of you talk, the plane stops and you get out. <laughs> I've got a megaphone! <laughs> I'm going to shout it to the engines. Okay, daddy. <laughs> right, that is two words. That is two words. You only needed Get to out. use one. You could have said, okay, stop the plane. Um, just terrifying. Are you, don't, like, are you okay to use the emergency exits? Are you, are you kind of fit and can you stand up? And he's going, okay, yeah, I can. Get off. I like the idea as well that Brock Lesnar even though it's his private jet he still flies in cargo like the gorilla in trading places he's in the back in a sort of padded cage I will not have talking Um, (laughs) Ricochet comes out he's got his superhero suit on he's now a superhero yeah like an unmasked masked wrestler Um, power rangery isn't Mm. it and they slightly do that when they go he's a high flyer Mm. he goes like a real life superhero isn't he and it's just again it's sort of a bit limited the whole thing I, uh, that, that he now wrestles I think at the moment he's wrestling in jeans right. I, mean, I mean he's that, that is that superhero well, thing did just... not last <laughs> it's a bit Jushin Ligery to do but the whole point of Jushin Liger is it works because he's also got the mask on yes and that's a complete presentation and it's like the, it's like the 70s in Japan that's, yeah. that's what his look was wasn't yeah it? exactly this is and it's space and this is yeah. just like bloke in a weird sort of like I mean it's almost like a Christmas onesie you know (laughs) just if it looks like a onesie don't fucking wear it for wrestling it's awful unless you're unless you're a woman in Saudi Arabia yes Um, everyone here is good in the ring Uh, Mm. everyone no one feels like a sort of major A-list star with Mm. the exception of obviously Roman Reigns Um, even like Orton and Nakamura seem oddly uh, unimportant because because they are stuck in a match that means nothing. Mm. You know, this this sort of... They, they talk about this historic five-man tag team match and, you know, when you've got people of varying, if you like, stature within the company mm. in it, it just it just is just forgettable. The whole <laughs> thing. Nakamura doesn't seem like a bigger star from being in it. Mm. Orton feels oddly unimportant. And it also made me realise that last week on WWE programming, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura stole... Baron Corbin's crown. And I was looking at this and going, this is that's two years ago. And we've still got Corbin with his crown. And Nakamura's in the ring. And I was just like, He's chewing is, on it. This is stuck in limbo. It really is sort of odd. I, I looked at it as well and I was like, oh, one of the reasons this doesn't work is they've done the thing of mixing up heels. And... He stole a crown. Stole a crown, I know. And he 
very good at speaking, well, so he's just been like, gang, gang, gang. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are, are you? you? Nah, <laughs> you, you're knowing Earth. You have, you call it a monkey. <laughs> well, where I am from, Osaka, <laughs> <laughs> Japan, <laughs> like skeleton monkey. Um, <laughs> um, uh, the, I like surfing. It's just unpredictable. Un- he does. I've got to put out my surfboard. <laughs> yeah. I put out my surfboard. I would. I would not want to see that soaring oh, towards God. me on a wave. <laughs> it's like uh, something from the deep. Oh, coming. Um, the, the I was watching, watching this. I was going. One of the reasons I don't like this is I'm sort of going. They've mixed up heels and faces, and so. That, you know, there's some good guys with some bad guys. And I was like, mm. that's why it's sort of... And I was like, no, I've, they fucking haven't. I was like, <laughs> everyone here is a babyface or a, or a heel at yeah. the time. But the way they perform doesn't give you any indication into that. None of them are wrestling like bullies. None of them are wrestling like cheats. Mm. You know, that, that bad crowd aren't mocking anyone or mm. anything. So they're all just wrestling the same. Baron Corbin is the only one who's a bit like a heel mm. but that's because people boo when he's in the ring because no one likes him <laughs> no one wants to see him perform uh, beyond the re- the entrances and I did say this in another episode nobody cares about the matches particularly mm. um, Ricochet does a set of high flying moves against Drew McIntyre in one period which is just you know phenomenally yeah. athletic just incredibly good it's a springboard top rope moonsault lands on him and he looks to the crowd to sort of go now is your time to applaud yeah. you know that was spectacular. And he gets nothing. Nothing, nothing at all. Mm. Randy Orton, then 30 seconds later, just pulls a pose. And the crowd, <laughs> they go bananas. And <laughs> it's slightly, it's not really about wrestling anymore, is it? It's about stars. And um, I, f- I felt when I was watching that thing with Ricochet, I was thinking, it's a weird foreshadowing, this crowd, for six months later when there will be no crowds when you'll yeah. be in the pandemic era and you can see bits of it here where you're like they're taking it for granted that you know they're wrestling in front of a bad crowd and they're like oh fuck it, this is rubbish mm. just you wait <laughs> just you wait for ricochet you will be doing this on a nightly basis to that noise and it will last for two years yeah. you know and the crowd here do love reigns and they mm. love him unironically you get a glimpse into what would have happened if uh, America had accepted Roman Reigns as the big super babyface. Yeah. Everything he does, this crowd is just like, that is exactly what we want to see. It's mm. Hogan-esque. Yeah. And it's just odd to see that that sort of, no one else can get a reaction apart from the guy who, you know, he gets the huge reaction and back He must have been going, I love that crowd. And everyone else was like, there was <laughs> shit. And he was going, no, they were the best crowd I've ever had. And everyone was going, they were silent. They go, for you, maybe. They're not made up their minds about me. Yeah. And you look, there's some great bits. I mean, I mean, Drew McIntyre, you've got five people here who are top of the card. And if mm. they're not top of the card with your ricochets and your Arlies, they are great in-ring performers. Mm. Drew McIntyre does a claymore kick on Ricochet and he does a 360 lands on his face it's yeah. brilliant to silence that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but it looks great and Rusev is good here he's playing furious Rusev the wronged man against Bobby Lashley and by mm. the time they get into the ring he is he looks great at this period he looks like sort of if Rick Rude had a sort of like cousin he's got that sort of he's not as in shape mm. but he's got a sort of delightful swarthy sexual sort of like nature <laughs> nice sort of tash as well and he just connects with the crowd because what he has is passion mm. and again when i talk about like the blanding that i feel this event is what it lacks is passion it lacks people going i'm going to go out to win this and i'm going to be a monster and rusev in this bit brings passion mm. and it's such a fu- it's the crowd come alive whether they know why he's angry or not just imagine <laughs> it's heavily censored in saudi arabia he is so good and it just reminds you that if you can fake that passion in wrestling 50% of the work is already done <laughs> um, I 
again, you you cut after this match, which Roman Reigns gets a spear on Randy Orton. Slightly surprising decision for him to get pinned. Mm. You'd have thought that they would have gone with anyone else, um, but no. Um, you get an ad for WrestleMania 36, and what they don't realise, of course, is you know. Uh, what the world is waiting for is a vaccine. And it's it's so exciting to see those events that didn't happen. That yeah. you go, it is, it, 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 I, I suppose there's not any other thing that we watch on telly that reacts to current events in the same way that wrestling does, that you watch, you know, after the event. Mm. So watching all of that build up to COVID that they don't know is around the corner. Yeah. I'm really fascinated. Well, you rarely sort of see an advert for like, you know, we're not going to see an advert for World Cup 22, no. World Cup 23, World Cup 24. No, no. no. <laughs> Whenever also, I mean, it's going to be. I mean, I suppose, you know, um, what would have been World Cup 2020, mm. they wouldn't have been talking about what was going to happen next year. Yes, exactly. Wrestling yeah. always does. Always does. And yeah. so that's the sort of like, you know. They do it, have a big run up for tickets, don't they, really? They, they do. Like yeah. so you can buy your tickets now. Yeah, well, I'm gonna, I might be dead by then. Is it, WrestleMania tickets, I mean, I mean, traditionally have gone on sale at the previous year's WrestleMania. Mm. That's when they go, you can get your tickets now. They yeah. announce where the venue is on that WrestleMania. And then it's, you know, two days after on. WrestleMania weekend, you're just absolutely sick of my wrestling. You'd never buy them. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I mean, look. I, I, you know that that is true. That is in, that is incredibly true. I was just thinking about our our live show, which is coming up, right, uh, in September, mm. and I was thinking, is it would it be good if we'd have said last time tickets are on sale <laughs> when it had ended? Would people have bought tickets? <laughs> I, I, I don't I'm going to so. say maybe. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. In the middle, in the intermission. Yes. Um, the Universal Champion Seth Rollins versus Bray Wyatt is the. Uh, main event of the evening. Mm. Um, the, it's a match that can't be stopped for any reason, Pete. <laughs> Why? Let me tell you, I stopped this match. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't enjoy this if I can't see it, Mark. Oh, and I Pete. frequently couldn't see what was going on. This is magical into, into how bad it is. You would work, if you were working for another company, like you were working for what's what's the next company AEW, mm. and you'd managed to get a WWE job, and you yeah. went, "I'm going to do industrial espionage, and I'm also <laughs> going to do some spoilering, yeah. and I'm going to convince them to go in the wrong direction." Uh-huh. <laughs> um, you couldn't do any better than this. Um, this was the latest in a series between two men who somehow brought out the worst in each other. Um, they, they might be each other, Seth Rollins and, and Bray Wyatt. They might be each other's career worst opponent, right? Um, Everything that they did together with all of this sort of, because it's the main event, all of this overthinking and mm. all of this razzmatazz and all of this creativity, they created cat shit every time. <laughs> Just like alchemists looking for looking for gold. And each time they do it, they get further and further away. And Into it's a, a big lump of cat shit. Yeah, different worst type of cat shit. <laughs> and they, they, the first one is cat shit and the second one is a lot of cat shit. Yeah. Then the third one is sort of like really wet cat shit. <laughs> the fourth one is dense, heavy, and sort of like, you know, you know, it just it gets worse and worse and worse and worse. Um, uh, this, the decision as well, after Hell in the Cell, which mm. was the pay-per-view before, they'd had the main event and they'd filmed the whole uh, main event in red mm. light. So the only two colours you can see on television, which is a visual medium mm-hmm. and has all the colours you can imagine, they limit it to two. They, they just go, let's have black and red. How do colourblind people, can colourblind people see this? I wish I was colourblind. <laughs> uh, I would have paid money to be colourblind. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I just, I cannot understand why you make your product look worse by 20 times and you do it once and then someone goes, you know, universally across the board, people hate Everyone it. Hated and it. you go, well, we'll do it again. Well, we'll do it I again. Do, look, I, I'm, I probably don't, I'm not... St- 
I'm not strongly against it as you, mm. but I'm still sort of like it's interesting because it's a difficult watch at the best of times. Yeah, it really is. I mean, out- outcomes are smiling, Joker-esque... <laughs> Pig demon, <laughs> what he is. Um, he's carrying his lantern, which is a man's head. Yeah, little bit of criticism at the time <laughs> uh, due to due to the dismembering of the journalist uh, Jamal Khashoggi. Yeah, and um, that was seen as being. It's also you know Saudi Arabia is a place where beheadings are still carried out. Yeah, um, it's. Uh, I was I was reading actually about expats used to call um, the square where it happens Chop Chop Square. Right, and I had a quick look at a tourist guide that was talking about uh, this particular square. Mm. And it said, if you are a tourist and you see a crowd forming about nine in the morning, they said, get out of the square. Right. Because otherwise, what happens is the local uh, police will take you and they will drag you to the front and they will stay there to make you watch the beheading. Right. And it's seen as being a bit of public relations exercise where they go, look how we deal with our criminals in Saudi Arabia. Mm. But if you find yourself there, you will be watching a beheading and mm. you will not be able to just get away. Right. And there is that thing about when you have even that limited amount of knowledge of Saudi Arabia, you might go, do you know what? I might keep my my beheading lantern. lantern. Yeah, bring the other one. Yeah, I've got I've got one that's a big firefly, and <laughs> and the light is its bum. That'd be nice. <laughs> let's let's have that one. Um, it goes straight into red, of course, and I, I do sort of think you know if the shittest wrestling promotion in the world presented its matches in red and black, people would go, well, why on earth would I watch that? <laughs> this is the biggest wrestling company in the world has been for the last forty years. It is a billion-dollar company, and they put on something that if anyone else did, you would go, what a terrible creative decision. That is, you know, just shows that they're run by people who don't know what they're doing. Mm. It's so, so bad. Um, The light is just the rotten cherry on top of this awful, abominable trifle. Um, (laughs) The the, the matches just get worse every single time Seth Rollins and The Fiend have them. Um, It's almost, again, the, the commentators, rather than going, who is going to win the wrestling match? Mm. They are saying lines like, Rollins trying to eradicate a toxic existence from his life. And then he's going to have to go to a dark, dark place tonight to be, the, you know, all of this fucking thing. <laughs> it boils down to the weakest thing of all, which is mind games. Yeah. You know, oh, he's playing his mind games. You know, how it's could really he be? inside his head. Oh, Rollins is going to have to find a different part of himself to beat his mind games. All of this shit that just is... They think is cutting edge television. Yeah, they think it's very clever and very mature. Fifteen years ago, you had a woman with like a locked in syndrome watching her husband get off with a young woman. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, Mark Henry giving you know, or May Young giving birth to a hand. Yes. You know, at least stuff like that was stupid, absurd, funny, and crucially, didn't go on pay-per-view after pay-per-view after pay-per-view. Yeah. We didn't watch Mae Young, like, you know, birthing the hand over a series of nine months. <laughs> and that's what this does. It just, like any of these things, like your Papa Shango stuff, it can be bad. <laughs> so long as it's brief, yeah. you'll remember it fondly. Mm. And this stuff, people aren't going to ever remember it fondly. No. If you watch this and you didn't, you know, there'll come a point where someone who's into wrestling watches this, not knowing who The Fiend is, not knowing who Seth Rollins is, and they are going to watch this and go, what's happened to the lights? Who are these? And How did they put this out? <laughs> Why can't we have a wrestling match? That That's what's on the marquee. Um, it just goes on forever. I mean, The Fiend, when they show those little vignettes of him as well, where he's taunting Seth Rollins from his Firefly Funhouse, mm. he, it looks like sort of like American 1980s public access broadcasting, which we didn't really have here. And he looks like a bloke who's arguing for the age of consent to be lowered to like five. And 
all he does to get his matches, these big matches, <laughs> and it's, it's for some reason he'll just sort of go, hey, you know, welcome to Five Way Funhouse. What do you think about Seth Rollins' uh, porky dog or whatever the yeah. puppets are? And he'll go, yeah, Seth Rollins, what a fraud, Seth Rollins. And then it cuts to Seth Rollins, who is supposed to be an adult, who is a sportsman who's sitting oh, there and going, so got the, the oh, it's really got under my skin. I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna go there and I'm going to fucking kill him. You know, I'm going to burn down a table on a set. Yes, which he does. Burning it down and it's all that. That again is seen as going, that is a wonderful end to this episode of SmackDown. <laughs> How are we going to top that next week? And then maybe have a wrestling match. <laughs> I don't, oh, mate. There is, there is also no logic in this. So there's a bit where... <laughs> The fiend at the end goes into a load of flight cases. Yes, flight cases, of course. Uh, when, it, when they detonate when, when you touch them, <laughs> it's one of the famous whenever, things about. Whenever them. you see them uh, in, whenever you see them in the set, mm. you go, "There's someone's going to do something there." Completely, because it's a set. Yeah, flight cases live behind the set. Exactly, they don't live in front of the set. Nobody. It doesn't make it look more like a set if you put flight cases. No, there. no, no. You'd never been to a gig where they've gone. We've got all the stuff out. <laughs> now should we put the flight cases out the front as well? <laughs> no, no, no. We don't need to. But no. th these obviously falls on them and they blow up. Yes, they, they detonate. Mm. Um, like all good flight cases. Like all good flight cases. <laughs> uh, we're very proud of our reputation. <laughs> Buy one of our flight cases and immediately detonate the second you get in a plane. Is that pelican? <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the 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 fiend goes off. Bang. Mm. Um, Seth Rollins stands up like, oh my God, he's dead. And mm. then suddenly the fiend rises behind him. Oh, no. And then he just does his moves on Seth Rollins. Yeah. Pins him and wins the universal title. Mm -hmm. Now, the, the thing about this is what is, the, what is the fucking fiend's deal? Why does the fiend want the universal title? Does he just hates dress Seth Rollins? Yeah. Seth, Why does he care? Seth Rollins doesn't want the universal championship. He wants to defeat his demons, i.e. the fiend. Yeah. So the title, it just shouldn't really yeah, exist. Yeah, the title doesn't exist. And the, and the fiend wins it. And I was a bit like, so he doesn't like conform to the logic of no. he gets blown up and he's like, oh, actually, that doesn't affect me. Yeah. And then he goes, but I will abide by the rule where I get a three count. For some reason, that rule I am bothered with and I will do that one. But things like, you know, being injured, no, I don't do that. I yeah. mean, it's just, but the problem with the logic of the fiend is if you're going to sort of go, he's not human mm. and he's supernatural, then you just, I mean, why not just have, you know, I don't know, fucking Seth Rollins at the start, just turn up and go, oh, I, I've, I've possessed I've Seth therapy. Rollins. I've gone to therapy. I'm the fiend inside Seth Rollins, <laughs> so I've got the belt now. Yes. Oh, oh, look, I've just eaten all of Ali's blood and he can never appear on television again. <laughs> you know, just, you can do anything and that yeah. ruins it entirely. That stops it being a sport and that makes it just into something chaotic that a nine-year-old is telling you. You know, it just doesn't make any fucking sense at all. Um, I, I remember watching this at the time and I thought it was as bad uh, as anything WWE have ever put on as a main event. <laughs> In recent years, this now seems like what they do quite a lot. Right. They get confused. They do stuff that's junk. They aren't paying attention to the stuff that I think most fans want to see. They persevere with this thing thinking we can get somewhere with this and it will mm. really click, and it never does. And you're seeing more and more booking that's done, which is just stupid and turning off, if you like, people who love wrestling mm. per se dangerous time to be doing it when you've got AEW and other alternatives you know beginning to beginning to become viable yeah. um, it seems like that could be a big fucking mistake but this is all writing you know what I mean? this is all kind of right is just going yeah going wild. And, and i think it's also vince mcmahon just constantly going you know he has this big thing about we aren't a wrestling company we're an entertainment company and so there's the idea that for example your girlfriend will go, I don't like wrestling. Mm. But she'll see The Fiend and go, I'm intrigued to see what happens next. <laughs> the, I mean, this is like the Saw films, which, <laughs> which of course, everyone's so keen on. You know, it it's, it's just seems a bit misguided to me. But, <laughs> but, you know, there we are. Um, 
that is the end of Crown Jewel. All that remains is to hold 200 wrestlers hostage. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone gets on the plane afterwards <laughs> on the flight back to the US. Um, they had a major delay on the tarmac. Mm. And uh, WWE would later attribute the delay to aircraft problems, including mechanical issues. Yeah. So I think you say if you were trying to sort of go, uh, would, bets. how would they what say aircraft issues? Mechanical, mechanical problems. Mechanical. Yeah, that would be it. Um, the plane's owner, Atlas Air, <laughs> they actually said, yes, we have to make repairs and things. Mm. But everyone got very suspicious on the plane about what was going on. The first person to actually uh, break the silence was the uh, former uh, WWE commentator, Hugo Savinovich, who had been told by some of the wrestlers who were on the uh, plane mm. that the they'd been held by Saudi Arabia. Right. That men, uh, that police and army with guns had surrounded the plane. Um, what uh, Savinovich said had happened was that Saudi Arabia had welched and failed to pay Vince McMahon millions of dollars for the previous Saudi shows. The money hadn't appeared. So on this one, Vince McMahon was in Saudi. He had personally stopped the television feed uh, that was going out in Saudi Arabia of Crown Jewel. So there was a point where if you were watching in Saudi Arabia, Crown Jewel stopped and he said he wouldn't turn the feed back on until he'd been paid his money uh, by the Saudi uh, Crown Prince, uh, Mohammed bin Salman. Right. I mean, credit to Vince. <laughs> it's balls, isn't you it? You could talk a lot about, you know, what he's like as a businessman, but I don't <laughs> think you could say he's a shrinking violet, he's a coward. And he, he's always said he wouldn't do anything that his wrestlers, you know, that he would ask a wrestler to yeah. do. Um he wouldn't ask a wrestler, sorry, to do anything that he wouldn't himself do. Mm. There is a thing there where you're in Saudi Arabia and you go, and now I am going to play hardball. Yeah. I mean, he is a big uh, friend to the Republican Party as well. So you imagine that he yeah. wouldn't take very long for that to be resolved. They are a regime who killed Jamal Khashoggi <laughs> and everybody yeah, knew but it. Yeah, but he's very much... Uh, you know, he was a uh, Turkish journalist who criticised um, uh, MBS and yeah. uh, obviously... But it's um, just wanted his money. They, wants his money. Billionaires respect billionaires, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> talent sees talent, mm. you know. Um, WWE was paid, it was reported by uh, Dave Meltzer in the Wrestling Observer. They were paid $60 million two hours before Crown Jewel took place. Right. So I think it was a case of there was brinkmanship going on mm. and that money was finally paid. But... The Saudis didn't like the way this had gone down. <laughs> so what happened is uh, 20 WWE employees, which included 12 wrestlers, they left Saudi Arabia on private jets yeah. before anything happened. Um, they included Vince McMahon, Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman, Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair and Tyson Fury. Everybody else was left behind on a commercial airline. Uh, 200 employees in total, all the other wrestlers mm. uh, and a load of backstage staff. Um, they were held by military police on the tarmac for 24 hours before the plane left. Um, they were, a, a lot of wrestlers very upset that Vince and the big stars had got out yeah. and that they'd all been left in a foreign country under military guard. <laughs> this is, of course, a debate that they are not part of. You know, they don't see, if you like, any of that huge amount of money. This is a dispute between two big billionaires and they have been caught in the crossfire mm. of it. Um, what happened, though, is the Saudis did it and it stopped all of those wrestlers getting back for Friday night SmackDown in Buffalo, New York, yeah. which was taking place uh, on the Friday night. Um, what happened then is they went, shit, we've got to do something. We've got no wrestlers. And so they immediately got everyone from NXT and put them on that show. And it was one of the best shows in living memory. <laughs> this is Thanks, Saudi exactly Arabia. the thing that the Crown Jewel show lacked, 
which was a load of people being given an opportunity and going, now is my time to show off, to shine, to show how much I want it. Mm. And it became one of the best SmackDown shows, I think, in probably the last 20 years. Oh, fantastic. And it's been running 20 years. Um, <laughs> they That actually did build to the Survivor Series, which is a pay-per-view that happened um, a couple of weeks after this. And, and that had always planned to be NXT versus SmackDown versus Raw. Mm. But this SmackDown set it up to the point that that pay-per-view then became one of the best pay-per-views probably in the last five, ten years. Mm. Really, really strong show. Yeah. And it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for everyone being held hostage. <laughs> I like really that good. a lot. Yeah, really, really good. So that is the story of Crown Jewel 29. <laughs> we got one episode of uh, WWE <laughs> pay-per-view uh, that was good, and it was all because they were taken hostage. It was. I, I mean, I would like to see more of that happen. <laughs> I'd like to see like to see more weird stories. It is funny that you'd sort of go, um, you know, you'd been in a nursing home in 20 years' time and you'd be like, so what sort of life did you lead, Luke, yeah. Luke Mr. Gallows? And he'd go, <laughs> well, I used to sort of like dress up as the warlord. I looked like human corn oil. Uh, uh, I was best friends with AJ Styles. I was held hostage once. Uh, I performed in front of Crown Prince Bin Sar. You know, all of this stuff that you just go, that is an exciting life, an exciting life to have. But I, with, with, in an era where everything's very overwritten and overwrought and so difficult to watch, the only interesting stuff happens when something stupid, like when, when, when a mechanical failure, let's say, of that system breaks down. Yeah, completely. It's always good. Um, and look, you know, that was the show. The, you know, let us tip our hats to Natalia and Lacey Evans because they, um, you know, if they'd have been around, for example, in Gilead, things could have been very, very different uh, for all of the handmaids. But um, they, they were the first two women to perform in Gilead, but it didn't make any difference at no, all. No. Uh, in fact, one of them uh, had their eye removed and the other was hung from the bridge. <laughs> Can you tell if the new series of The Handmaid's Tale is on all four? It's on your yet, telly, right? right. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, anyway, don't miss my uh, Handmaid's Tale quiz night. Uh, we'll be, <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but please, no women. <laughs> WrestleMania! WrestleMe is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.